And we are live. Hello and welcome to the Benefit of a Doubt podcast, the Beyond a Doubt edition. This week we have, or this month I should say, this is not a weekly show, this is a monthly show, we have Mr. T.K. Bay. T.K., how are you doing today, sir? I'm, I'm, I'll say this, I'm doing better than the last week or so of going through recovery and, and jet lag, but I'm doing much, much better also uh, for being with you here on yeah. the show. Thank you for having me. It is awesome to have you here. I'm very excited, and and it's weird because like we've had this like kind of like we've we've run in the same circles for a long time. Yeah, yeah. But you know, at the at the beginning of this year, you know, we podcasted together for the first time on on Juan's show. Yeah. yeah. And then we met for the first time in OnePlus, and now we're podcasting together again. I'm just wondering when you're going to move in. I, you know, I, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. I think it's one of those conversations that I think it's it's time to for us to have. You need to set okay. some time right, and, yeah. and real expectations, and uh, I think boundaries also maybe a little bit. Some boundaries, yeah, a little very, bit, very, yeah, very important boundaries. So okay, anyway, <laughs> uh, no, so uh, thanks for thanks for coming on. It is very cool to uh, have you here. I always like to bring in, you know, fellow creators, fellow podcasters, fellow tech right. reviewers for this Beyond a Show, Beyond a Doubt Show, and Beyond a Doubt is exactly that. It's 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 this is all about you. This is the TK show. <laughs> oh, so um, we're okay. gonna. Yeah, oh, okay. we're Hold just going to talk all oh. about TK. Whew. Let me fix that. Okay, good. And yeah, and we've we've already had a a, a lengthy conversation off air, so we're going to have to try to. I'm going to have to try to remember <laughs> some of the things I asked you while we were off air, <laughs> so I can ask you now on air. All because, the juicy uh, questions. Was, okay, okay, God help us. Yeah, we had some we had some fascinating conversations there. But uh, usually, uh, what I like to start with uh, my usual icebreaker is I like to go into kind of like the origin story of like how you got into. Um, you know, tech reviews, mm-hmm. how you got into tech in general, oh, like, okay. you know, what was your, what was your origin story there? And then like, you know, how did you get into, you know, being a creator and, and, and yada, yada. So take it from the top there, buddy. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So uh, a long time ago, a man met the woman and, and basically there was a love story going on. Uh, but skip forward a few 10, you know, like maybe 10, 20 years there. Um, sure, sure, sure. In tech in general for me has always been a fascinating subject and I've always been intrigued by it ever since like at a very young age and I'll say this and I'm not trying to date myself but um, like one of my first passions was uh, the Amiga 64. It, okay. From from a computer style, you know approach to computers uh, magnetic tapes and just being able to play video games um, or even the Atari 64 the classic Atari 64 when it was actually released not the recreated new versions of those. So from, from those early days, I was very intrigued in technology and how to use technology and, 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 and work with it. And I've always liked, uh, I was always more of a mechanical person. I liked to figure out how yeah. to fix things. So I disassembled a lot of things and I reassembled a lot of things. So that was kind of like the ins- okay. early, early young stages of like, this kid likes to mess with things and he likes to know how things work. Then um, fast forward till I was like maybe 17, 18, and I you know, immigrated to the U.S. I wasn't, I wasn't born here. I was born in Lebanon. And uh, okay. when I first moved into the U.S., I got my first computer. You know, it's a 486 uh, DLC, I think at the time, like maybe even 40, no, yeah, 40, 40 megahertz with the, with the turbo button too, if you remember back in the old, oh, good old days. Because you needed that fancy. turbo. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Not everybody had the turbo, but, you know, you got to do that boost. And it was a physical button, which I really liked. Because <laughs> you know, like, imagine right now if somebody's playing a game, it's like, hold on a second, let me hit the NOS button on the computer. Uh, yeah, there you <laughs> go. You know, like, uh, what's it called? Uh, Vin Diesel edition computer PC. 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was like literally the first computer I got that was pre-assembled. For me. And then I started from then assembling computers, building them. So it was it was really more of a passion of that just kept evolving with time. And as consumer tech became more accessible to the general public, uh, you're able to buy your own pieces and put them together and upgrade. And, you know, and then from there on, mobile tech, smartphones started becoming mini computers. That got me, got me interested. Um, what got me into creator content, info, you know, all of that was more so me being a fan of um, a website, obviously, you probably know, xdadevelopers.com. And, Familiar um, with it. Yeah. It's, people may know. You may have heard of it. If you haven't, they're, they're kind of big in India. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, wow. they're, they're, they're probably... Them there's fighting words. No, no, no. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, like 90% of modders now are primarily in, in India or at least in the Asian uh, continent. The... Um, they took a chance on me. They actually, they put out a calling asking for creators or people that like to create content. I joined, I applied. That was like 13 years or so ago. Um, and cool. kind of almost like the rest is history. They helped me develop and learn and do better. And I've had a, I would say I was lucky enough to have a lot of good people on my way or in my way, at least to help me go through step-by-step learning how to make things, how to do things, learning from, from mistakes. Um, and, you know, we're here, like almost thirteen years later. Or so, yeah. Like, so when did you? I I want to say, I was around when you left XDA, and I don't remember exactly when that was. I want. It was like four four or five years ago. Was it that recently, or was it a little bit longer than that? I'm trying to. I it all kind of blends together so, after uh, a while. Officially, <laughs> officially off the XDA channel, I think, or the the, the general group was right before they got bought by Valnet. And it was about okay, yeah, so fairly recently. Yeah, like about a year and a half, almost year, almost two years ago. It was in October. Okay, we had um, we had done a I think the last thing officially that I done with with XDA was um, we did a podcast with the Honor, and it was around the Honor. I want to say the Honor Thirty Pro or Thirty, the around the Honor Magic Thirty. It was supposed to launch okay. internationally. It didn't make it, but there was a launch that they they wanted us to cover. So we did a live podcast from that for live stream and that was it yeah after that i kind of uh very cool shifted over yeah and so now you're doing your own thing and um well, that's, well, I've been, so, that's, so that's the thing i've been doing my own thing kind of in tandem for quite some time well yeah because you were kind of doing them ten both at the same time right yeah yeah i uh okay i had uh i didn't start at the same time i started with xda fresh and then mm-hmm. somewhere around five years or so after being with xda i opened i started up my channel so yeah you're like this YouTube stuff's easy. I'm just gonna do it myself now. Let's go. Uh, it That's was a little a... bit. It was during a, a about a six months or so hiatus. Uh, I we there was some creative differences that we couldn't work out mm. at the time, and I had about a six mm. months break. And at that point, I'm like, you know, why don't I just focus on myself? And I did, and and then we worked things out, and I was able to come back. But I, I wasn't gonna just drop everything that I've been working on for six months. So right. that was kind of the jettison of the, the dual path. But yeah. Interesting. Well, and, and it's cool that you were able to make that work, having basically two different YouTube channels, two different entities, and and whatnot. But okay, so anyway, after after you left XDA, now you're you're kind of like I don't want to say full time because you're not full time, but like this is this is your primary uh, primary creator gig, <laughs> uh, primary English so. one. Yeah, and so there's an English, and then there's the Arabic one. Oh, okay, but, yeah, I, I keep forgetting about that because I honestly, I don't, I only watch the English. Oh obviously. no, 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 I absolutely, uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's targeted to a totally different market, uh, but it's 
Um, and it, for the most part, it's really, I would probably say it's, it's a copy of the English side, but it's like, it's an, it's a, it created on its own. It's not a dub channel. It's like I create the content for English and then I'll, uh, what I'll also do is some, some content that I feel like works for both markets. I'll create one for the Middle East area as well. So, but yeah. Why build one when you can have two for twice the price? Exactly. So <laughs> use that second Name language that, movie. that I learned. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, you got it. You may as well use it. So, yeah, yeah. um, so out of curiosity, like which of those two channels, like I, I know, I know you're not supposed to have favorites, but which of those two channels is your favorite? Let's, let's, let's just lay it out there. Um, I mean, I'll be do you, honest. Do you prefer doing English content or do you prefer the Arabic content? Um, preference. I'm still, I still prefer doing the English content mostly because all my relationships are in English. Uh, and when I mean relationship, I'm talking about brand relationships. Sense. The Arabic sure. channel is, is, it came out of um, a friend of mine coming up to me and said, dude, you speak Arabic, you can, you speak it fluently. You're not, you know, you don't, you're not trying to mumble through it. He's like, why don't you have an Arabic channel? And I'm like, because everybody yeah. I work with is here. Every, all my viewers and, and then he's like, no, 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 no. You, you have a unique situation where you have access to hardware that typically comes months ahead of when it comes to the Middle East. You can create content in Arabic ahead of other people without having yeah. to do much. And I'm like, that makes perfect sense. So the hmm. the English one, although it will always be the favorite, because again, it's the breadwinner. It's the one that brings in, uh, for the lack of a better payment, uh, better word, you know, it brings in the the cheddar. That's where the money comes of from, course. and the contacts are. Of course, uh, because I live in the U.S., almost none of the Middle East companies will work with me because I don't live in their territory. And I'm sure hmm. you know this as uh, some of the other of our, all of our friends. Um, PR companies typically categorize creators by section by uh, geographic location. And if yeah, you're outside yeah, yeah. of their geographic location, they can't work with you. So, right. Yeah. Right. So it can make things challenging, but it is a it's an impre- it's a it's 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 a good in for you to uh, take advantage of. Oh, absolutely. And, um, yeah, and um, you know, and it's worth mentioning. Um, this is not your you know cr- being a creator is not your full time job. You actually do have kind of a nine to five. I actually do. Which, it, yeah. <laughs> Which I honestly didn't even know, uh, which is which yeah. is kind of funny. And then I found out what you do, and it's amazing. And we're not <laughs> going to talk about it except to say that. Um, but it's really cool that you're able to. I wanted to talk a little bit about how you balance that nine to five versus being a creator, especially when you have two channels to create for, mm-hmm. because that's you know that's a that's a bit of a, a chore. I've kind of got a similar thing going on. On my end, because, you know, I work, you know, nine to five for Slash Gear and then I come on and and do this podcast in the evening. So how do you how do you manage that balance? Um, I'm going to say wake up early and and stay late. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm an early riser. I'm an early riser. Yeah, it's um, I mean, I I wake up about four thirty, four, five o'clock in the morning every day. Um, My early career (laughs) where. You know, before COVID and, and being able to work, maybe flex work a little bit of work from home, um, that was my prime recording time. I would wake up early, early in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'd have my scripts and, and I set up everything and then shoot the content and shoot it basically. And it was much rougher. It was much more direct. It was a different. It was, I also feel like the style was much more e- easily manageable as far as the content. It was more of a, you know, you fit into whatever. Okay, so this is a video review for what? An app, a phone or whatever. You kind of fit the category. Yeah. Shoot all of that, have all the B-roll, and then during my lunchtime at work, I would basically edit on my laptop, and then okay. have it ready for the next right. morning. Post it, uh, you know, 
upload it to YouTube and do all the coding later in the afternoon um, once I have time. And typically what I'll end up doing is while I'm waiting for my son to finish his, you know, after school, after, you know, extracurricular activities, karate, swimming or whatever. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, coding and getting everything set up correctly for it to go live the next day. Yeah, because if there's anything that we can count on when you have kids, it's you're going to have downtime. A lot of downtime. Wait for the kids waiting for the kids. Exactly. That's that's just how life yeah. is. So yeah, that's it. And do you just have the do you just have the one son? Yes. Yeah. Um, Omar okay. is like about almost thirteen. Well, no, he's almost he is thirteen, um, and he's been in a few of my videos. But yeah, yeah, he's the only one. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. He he wants to be a gamer, so we'll have to figure that part out. There you go. I see. I, I sense a Twitch stream in your future I, I, there. I think he would have had one already if it was up to him. But yeah, we're trying to we're trying to figure out a balance between school and, and making sure he's productive yeah. and it doesn't just consume, as you can imagine. So, I mean, one thing that I have learned about having kids, especially in this day and age, is that I'm terrible at it, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to like managing, you know, online time and, you know, streaming time, game yeah. time. And like, like, how's how's that working for you? Because I know I'm, like I said, I'm terrible at it. Uh, I cave. I'm I'm a caver. Uh, <laughs> I'll say that um, at least. What, so what what seems to be working for us, and I, and I'll say that a good part of that is because of my wife. I think she's able to, she was able to put that that line in the sand much stronger. Um, mm, weekdays, okay. you know, we don't have any video games. It's basically just homework, um, you know, and just work, schoolwork and homework and, all, and after school activities. Mm. Uh, Friday afternoon through Sunday is open time. So he can play video games. He has uh, access to his computer. He can play, you know, Minecraft and, uh, uh, what's it called? I was going to say Call of Duty. No, that's my stuff. Uh, but you know, like Fortnite and stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I haven't yeah. gotten them on Call of Duty yet. And then uh, Fortnite's for kids, Call of Duty's for olds. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So typically, basically, Friday afternoon through Sunday is it's open time for him, and he gets access to play. Oh. Uh, but we also don't have uh, we have his gaming experience on mobile is on a separate device. So he his mm. personal phone is his school phone, so that's where he does his homework and connects with the teachers and you know the whole parents app and all yeah. that. Um, and then on the weekends, he gets his gaming phone back, and then uh, you know his computer. So that's right. that, so that's does all. he have his own personal phone? Yes. Because yeah. that was something that my wife and I really struggled with. Like, when do we get them? He just got phone? it. So in his last year of junior high, not junior high, elementary school, I gave him an Alcatel Go Flip 4. So it was a flip phone. He hated me for that. And he'll, he'll still hate me today because I made him take it. Um, but once he graduated elementary, because I, I know there was some kids that already had it. There was no reason for him to have it. I needed to connect with him. But I didn't want him yeah. on his phone on TikTok or whatever. So we gave him that. That worked. And then during that summer before he went to seventh grade, because we needed to access to a um, an app that it could only install on a smartphone, that mm. kind of forced our hand a little bit. And then, you know, he was able to get his own. Uh, we got him a Pixel 5a 5G. I think so. That was his, that's his personal phone. It's not a bad one. Okay. I mean, one. you know, from from what you just said, what I took away from that was TK hits, hates TikTok. So good to know. <laughs> no, uh, no, no. So that's <laughs> the thing about TikTok for me is it's a it's a time machine. It's a wormhole. You, you oh my god! Yeah, you open the it's app. So terrible. The moment you open the app, you might as well just have just shifted thirty minutes into the future, because before you know it, that's just how it goes. And imagine if that affects us like this as an adult. For a child, he can be there for hours. He could just swaw. So uh, we also limit TikTok uh, where it's not on any of his devices. It's on uh, our device. So if he wants to access it, he has to use uh, you know, my wife's phone. So that's how we're limiting it now. At some point, I'm sure it's not going to be working that way. 
but as he is here, he is still 13. We have some authority. To, to, I'll say that. We still have some some authority. Yeah. May as well uh, may as well use it while you can. Because yeah. trust me, that's going to go away very soon. My daughter is actually a little bit younger than your son, and she is... <sighs> okay. Yeah, no, no. But I mean, the thing is, like, the thing is, like, it's not the fact that my daughter and my daughter has an iPhone. Mm -hmm. So it's like even a little bit kind of more annoying because, you know, I've switched phone. I switch devices all the time, yeah. but none of the parental controls on Google actually work on iPhones. So it's like if I want to if I want to be able to, like, approve apps for her mm -hmm. and if I want to be able to locate her phone yeah. if she loses it or something i need to have an active iphone and so that's been a bit of a headache but uh yeah that was um, one of the reasons why we kind of limited i mean in, in general we don't really i mean we have iphones my wife and i both have iphone as um, our, our work phones but we don't we're not iphone users so they're typically 90 percent of 95 percent of the time we're always on a the, an android version of a device so for me yeah it, it was easier for us to stick with google and microsoft so we use Microsoft okay, for the PC yeah. side, um, and I love the I love how Microsoft does it because it carries over from from uh, the PC to uh, Xbox because we can also manage that. So it doesn't that doesn't get activated, or, you know, magically during the middle of the night where we're all asleep. Um, right. And then uh, right. for for yeah for Google, it seems to be actually working pretty well for us. Uh, from between you know managing time, bonus time, in case it needs it does need more time. Um, approving apps, making sure nothing got accidentally gets installed. And if he does act, let's say he logs into a site with his credentials, I also get a notification right away if his account now is being yeah. accessed by a specific app like or something like that. So you're using like a family link uh, yeah. from Google, is that? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, and it had a nice little, uh, like at least the, the app for the phone uh, got a massive update. I want to say maybe about four or five months ago. Yeah. The UI element is much yeah, cleaner now. Yeah, kind finally. of switch things into tabs and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's actually uh, it's actually very cool. All right, so yeah. sorry, we kind of got on a kids tangent there. Let's uh, <laughs> let's bring it let's bring it back to uh, to TK. So sure, sure. Um, we talked a little bit about how you manage, uh, you know, a, a day job and creator and and whatnot, and we basically came up with you never sleep. No. Uh, what about like when it comes to like travel? Because I know that you went to. <laughs> I think you went to CE. I'm pretty sure you went to CES. Of course. Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. We podcasted about it. Duh. Absolutely. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you went to OnePlus in New York. Yeah. You went to uh, MWC, which is a, you know, oh, that's a trip. That was a long time. Um, that was like and a then, week. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think you, did you, you probably also went to like Samsung, if I'm guessing. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like. Yeah. You've been um, you've been globetrotting and, and uh, I, I'm just kind of wondering like how your day job is. Is, is handling that. <laughs> so uh, the easiest thing, the easiest way to probably explain it is we've had, two, what, two and a half years of a pandemic where we went nowhere. And mm. lucky enough, I would say this, lucky enough, that means we have a lot of vacation time that's just sitting there. So for me, there you go. most of what I try <laughs> to do is, uh, in, uh, very frankly, if it's something that's local, I, I consider San Francisco local to me. Because it's easy to okay. hop over to San Francisco in the morning. I can be back in the afternoon. I can I can leave mm. really late and eat one one day and be back early in the morning. So I can it's it's never really too long of a trip. Um, and those typically are like a one day type of a thing. So unpacked for me, even because sure. it was in the middle of the day, it was literally a one day. I just got in, done it, and got back got back in. Mm. Um, and because we we're able to work from home and so on, in some areas, I'm able to basically as long as I'm flexing my, I'm able to do my my work. It didn't really impact me. Yeah. So. 
sometimes we'll travel, like an example would be for when we went uh, OnePlus and so on. Um, you know, a, a day like that, it wasn't four at OnePlus, but like a day like that would be where we have our stuff early in the morning. The rest of the day, I would just sit in my hotel room and then work. Yeah, okay. So I, I would I treat say, it. I, yeah. For for as much as you were in New York, I actually only saw you at the OnePlus event. I didn't really see you like outside, except for like, yeah, I, I think you came out and hung out in the lobby with us. Very, like, for, yeah, yeah, uh, we like we fifteen minutes or something like that. And I went back up <laughs> and I had to take care of some stuff. Like it was literally, yeah. Um, travel for me, I feel like when I travel is a lot more work than I am when I am normally in my normal environment because um, you you take being home, so you take the family part of the conversation out, and that releases a lot of time. So and but then you have to mm-hmm. fill that in with all the other things you have to do. So typically, what I do right. is I'll try to do all my trips in like a one day event, and um, I take usually I'll take like a vacation day. I think um, last year or not not even last year, uh, a few weeks ago, right before MWC, I took a one day vacation, and I did um, a twenty four hour trip to New York and back, and I left, came back in one day. It's ex- wow, it's exhausting. What was that? What was that for? I'm uh, just curious. But yeah, no, it was for. Um, uh, Realme had a, uh, a um, I guess a, a, a media lunch or dinner, and oh. um, they got us or they introduced okay. us to the new Realme GT3, which is that new 240 watt charging that they just announced at NWC. Or, yeah, at NWC. So we had an opportunity oh, to go check cool. that out, um, and they had a few of our friends there. So um, I know a lot of p- other people typically, if they're doing this, as you know, they can spend a couple of days or so. For me, it's yeah, it's literally it's I can only disappear for this long, and if I can do it in this yeah, long, I can you're, do it. You're in, and you're out, and your family is is okay with that. My, all the uh, the various day trips. I'm still married. <laughs> I'll say that. Fair uh, enough. My, I think it's it's literally. Typically, my months are not like that. I'll say this: February has been by far the busiest of my entire YouTube career. I typically will okay. have maybe one or two a month, and that's generally the busiest. This month was just crazy. Where all the companies decided to wake up and like, hey. Let's just try to do things right before NWC or trying to lead up. And then NWC for me was a week-long experience. Um, we had, uh, there was the NWC, the show itself. And then um, Oppo had a, a, a media thing that they wanted us, uh, wanted me to kind of also join, which was a few days after NWC. And that was also okay. something that I, you know, that took on. That's why the NWC for me was such a long time. It took over like the whole week for me. So I had to take a whole week wow. vacation off. A vacation where I was so- working. So what goes into your decision process as to whether or not you're going to attend an event? Because, I mean, like, on the one side, you want to maintain these relationships. Like, you don't want to say, no, real me, I don't want to fly to New York. Um, but it's, on the other hand, you know, you're like, I, I've got a day job. I've got a family. I, you know, like, how, uh, I'm just kind of curious, like, what goes into your decision process when it comes to whether or not you will attend um, an event like that, which is a question that's probably going to become a lot more relevant to you now that um, we're, you know, we're, I'm going to put it in air quotes, but post pandemic, <laughs> um, because, you know, now yeah. we're actually traveling again. So I'm just kind of curious, like what goes into that thought process at this point? For me at the time, I was thinking, um, like you said, you know, basically it's some of it is FaceTime. Uh, I mean, to be honest, uh, the other part of it was um, access to hardware. I knew that if I okay. not, if I didn't go, that I yes, typically I probably would have received the device, but I would have received it on the day of launch at MWC, which was not enough time for me to do anything with it. I would have to basically, yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. so, for me, MWC is such a busy time. If I don't have something ahead of time to prepare for the show, whatever I get at the show is bumped right after everything. 
So because it's just the way yeah. work kind of goes on. Um, and then I also kind of wanted this. I looked at it. I said, can I actually do a 24 hour trip? Can I actually go and come back? Because New York is not an easy flight. It's not like a 30 minute flight. It's a six, yeah. five, like a five hours going, six hours coming back, depending on the route that you take. So yeah. I looked up flights and I looked at it. I was like, okay. So I realized I saw like, okay, it's, it's doable from a mechanical standpoint. Then I also had to kind of brief the brand and let them know that I couldn't stay the whole afternoon. During the dinner, I actually kind of left a little bit earlier. So we get part of hmm. what they wanted. I want to make sure they were comfortable. So there, it was a lot of thinking, a lot of basically balancing. And like I said, it's, it's access to hardware. Had it been just a meetup, I probably would have just said, we'll see you at MWC. We would have been fine if it was just a social meetup kind of a thing. Um, but right. I didn't, you know, so it was more that that was the rationale behind it. Plus, you know, it, I haven't had uh, really good conversations and FaceTime with Realme for some time. So I felt like it was a good con- good time to kind of meet up the team. And, and it was nice. And I got a chance to see a whole bunch of people I saw literally like five days later at MWC. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's uh, that's awesome. I mean, really, what kind of what kind of sticks out in my mind is like specifically the OnePlus trip. Um, yeah, you know, because you know when we kind of went into that, we were thinking, okay, well, maybe they'll have the OnePlus Pad on hand that we can play with. That, or maybe that they'll was have my this impression. Keyboard yeah, that yeah, yeah that was my impression. That was the that's how at least that's how I understood it to be. Obviously, it wasn't. Yeah, but that's how I understood. It. MWC was the place was where those things were going to be. Yeah, right. So it was, uh, it, it was, it was fine. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 <laughs> it was I, fine. Absolutely, um, and and the pad, and then the the keyboard, the keyboard looks nice. I didn't get a chance to play with it, but the uh, the pad actually looks really solid. Like build quality, the pen, everything. The software needs a little bit more work, and I think that's what they were talking about. So hopefully, by the time it comes becomes available, we'll, we'll see improvements there. But overall, the design is solid. It looks really good. The color is actually much better solid. than the pictures make it look like. But yeah. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite kind of content that you create? Like, um, I know you do a lot of reviews, mm-hmm. and I know you do a lot of um, you know kind of verses content stuff like that. So, like, what's your what's your, where do you wait when you get a new device in hand? Like, what's what are you looking forward to? So, it depends on the product, but I'll, I'll say like the last few things. There's a couple of different style of things that I've been working on. Um, so the last video I pushed out was on the Xiaomi Scooter 4 Ultra. Uh, they just announced that at MWC. Without, oh, yeah, I uh, saw that. Yeah, so it was it was a total surprise because I was like, at MWC, I'm checking it out. I'm looking at it on the show floor, and I get a notification on my Nest telling me that there's something being delivered at my door, and I'm looking at it, and it's a long box. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so I know what's in my house now. <laughs> so... Um, so a product like that to me is obviously more about, you know, being able to use it, go out with it, enjoy it, set it up and and compare it to obviously, you know, how, how does it compare to the last generation? Are there enough improvements? Smartphones for me become more about how, how does this piece of tech make my life better? What makes this, okay. you know, this foldable make it? Why is this foldable better than this other foldable? So that I would choose mm-hmm. this over that because, of that you know, it's a decision making that I feel like. As a, as a consumer, when I buy things for myself, like if I'm going out to buy something, I want to weigh the pros and cons. So that's typically what I try to go into it. So I try to find those unique little things that make it more exciting for me to enjoy something like, you know, when you get a flip phone from Oppo where there's a bigger display on the front, does that make it more exciting? Does it make it, make it better of a phone? Or is it just a gimmick? And that's how I try to figure, you know, the approach. Because there's the, I call them the, the standards of smartphones, like, you know, it's a it's a it's a glowing rectangle. A shout out to Juan on that one. 
Um, yep. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just, it's just basically a display. More than likely, the processor and the and, and the hardware is more powerful than what we need, and the device itself it lo- will look great. It just it's going to come down to software, unique features, and what makes it unique in the pro- in the in the realm of the competition that's already out there. So that's what I try to focus on first. How do how do I make it shine? Very cool. Right. There you go. That's that, that's perfect. So what? Uh, so I know you. I know you have your your channel. You actually you have your both of your channels. Mm-hmm. What, and I know you do a thing with one. Like what? What? How? How does somebody get the whole TK experience? Like what are your uh, what are your oh. shows that you're that you're working on there? So the you know, pimp your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so the 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 best best way to get in touch, or at least to get to understand or appreciate what things that I try to put out is. Um, so there's a weekly show that Juan and I do, which is the best of our week. And it's, it kind of merged, it emerged to be the, the combination of what I used to have on my own show. I used to have the Android Bay as a weekly podcast on Saturday mornings. And I used to do Thursday night shows separately on Amazon. But things have evolved okay. and changed over time. Time and sure. So uh, the Android Bay kind of re- evolved itself into the best of our week. So now I figured out why not just do that one show that we both do and we both get to get to enjoy because I get to repeat myself if I do my show by myself. So the best of our week from a podcasting standpoint with Juan, uh, and that's a weekly show on Thursday nights or Friday morning, depending on the events. And then okay. um, from YouTube content, obviously it'd be TK Bay or Tarek Bay, depending on the language. Um, right. But on the socials, it's usually basically Instagram and and, um, and basically Twitter, primarily. I mean, even though Twitter is kind of fluxing now, but those are primarily where you'd find me, basically. If you want to get in touch with me right away, Twitter is the place to talk to me. You want to see some of the creative side, behind-the-scenes stuff, Instagram and Reels. And I think that's generally the best way to kind of get the full TK experience. Nice. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. So uh, I noticed that you did you just did an Honor Magic uh, VS review. <laughs> yeah. And um, I just published my own uh, Honor VS review. So I'm wondering if maybe we could... Uh, Compare notes a little bit. Do you have the phone with you, like anywhere uh, nearby? Oh, I don't. Of I, course, of course not. Go. No, I don't have it at all. I know. Are you using the case that they sent along? So th- I am using the case, but I'm also. I-, I wanted to show this to you because that was one of the things I really liked about MWC is they did this. Come on, they let me customize mine. Oh wow, that's fancy. <laughs> yeah, it's a skin. Obviously, so, it's not nothing like super fancy, but essentially, it's the same thing, just. He said uh, they were doing custom skins for, and, and obviously it says honor talents. These are honor designs, um, but yeah. they were doing it for every phone. Like it wasn't necessarily just honor, like iPhones and Xiaomi and Realme's and all of that. Oh, cool! Um, so I walked right. up to the guy and I was like, "Hey, you know that phone that you guys just have right there on the on the, uh, on the table, like literally right behind where he was standing?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. I said, "Do you have the do you have the the design for this? Can you make me a skin?" And yeah, so lo and behold, they, he did. So I customized mine. So yeah, I use the case, but uh, when I'm home, I take it out and I use it without. So definitely nice. Okay. All right. Very cool. So what were your, uh, let's, I mean, I know you, you've got like a full 17 minute video where you, uh, where you break down the phone. Yeah, yeah. Let's do the, uh, let's do the Reader's Digest version. What did you, uh, what did you think about that? So um Cliff Notes version of that, I would say it's a solid, yeah. it's a solid smartphone. Um, it's, it builds on, Honors Magic UI um, or Magic OS, uh, you know, basically 7.1. It has desktop modes that a lot of people don't know about that, that it actually does feature something competitive to DeX, wireless and wired. Um, and I love showcasing the fact that you have capabilities like that on a smartphone, using it more. Sure. Um, 
I like the uh, the display on the outside. I felt the form factor for me felt more natural to a smartphone than at least the Fold 4 that we have, which we still have more of a narrower bezel. Um, okay. The inside display was pretty decent overall. I think that I love the continuity between the outside and the inside display much. It was smoother for me than it was on the Z Fold, where in the Z really? Fold, there's a little okay. bit of a stutter when you're trying to, like if you're watching a movie and you go in, you know, 16 by 9 on the top and then you open it and it goes up, that transition for me was cleaning, cleaner. Um, mm. And okay. then, because the other thing I also, I, I'm not sure if you and I both have the same software version. Because there was a software update that they pushed out. They fixed a lot of things for me. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Initially, when I first got I, it, the, the phone. I haven't done an update. I did an update. Like, I, I double-checked for an update the night before I published the review. Okay. So that would have been, like, Sunday. Has something come out since then? No. no I'm curious. No, no, no. Uh, I'm an, checking for updates as mo we speak. Most of, my, <laughs> most of my experiences on this have been um, ahead of that. So, no. I, my update came up on, I want to say, the 15th of March. So okay. that was the biggest update they, they pushed. Right after that, I think everything Wait, was solved. Today's the fifteenth of March. Sorry, fifteenth of February. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome back. Okay. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back. How you doing? Hey DK. So you've been talking about what? No. Um, yeah, fifteenth of February. Yeah, oh my God, it is. 15th I just of checked. March. No new update. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but so okay. in general, in that aspect, I think uh, for me that's where <laughs> where it was kind of shining. You know, large large internal display. We're obviously large front front facing display. Um, the one thing I did notice, though, overall, um, is the multitasking functionality is a little bit different. Um, I, it does not support as many open windows or uh, you know split screen functionalities as what we see on the Z Fold. That was something that mm, probably okay. they could fix in the future. You could still do multi screen, like a split screen and a, and a floating window, but you couldn't do yeah. you know, split three and then and then add a floating, which nobody ever does because you can't really multitask like that. But you know what I mean, um, right? Right. And um, split screen, for some reason, at least for me at the time, didn't work on the front facing panel unless you started it. Like there was a few hiccups in the software, but I feel like they need to work on. And I mentioned that in, okay. uh, in, in the video and I also talked to them as well when I was at MWC. Um, yeah. And like the one thing that probably bugged me the most and actually continues to bug me is like the when you make the transition from the smaller screen to the uh, to the larger screen, mm -hmm. it seems like. At random, they just like pop up this window that says, this might not work, but it might also be okay. And then you like have to dismiss it. And it seemed like, like even though I would dismiss it for a given app, it would still keep asking about it. Yeah. That was like the kind of the, like the one, like kind of brain, the brain buster uh, for me. But, uh, you know, the and it's cool that you have the Galaxy uh, Fold 4 because yeah. the last Fold that I used was the Galaxy Fold 2 oh, okay. when they when when Samsung had that 100-day uh, return window, mm -hmm. and I returned mine in 90 days <laughs> uh, because, you know, I just, I had to lend, I had to lend Samsung $2,000 for 90, 90 days. I know, I know. It, it's a, <laughs> it's a messed up process. You're right. Uh, you are in a, in a way locking up a lot of money and depending if you're, uh, I'll say that I did that actually with the first fold. The first fold, I felt like it was a lot of problems for us here. Uh, at least uh, at the time, I couldn't find one that was unlocked. It was such a scarce product, and I got it, and I got the oh, AT&T wow. version okay. of it. Uh, but I don't use AT&T as my main uh, carrier most of the time. So I wanted to, to test it out and see if it was worth to get and maybe even try to get it unlocked and so on. So I ended up returning the first one, but then from the second fold on, I basically just kept going. I roll one into the next one. So I invested money on the first one, and now I just basically I trade it in every time I get the new one. 
Although I don't, yeah. know, I don't know. We'll have to see how the trade ins going with the fold this year. I'm, I'm really scared. Well, I, I and and will you should be because that's exactly what I was. Do- I was doing that for the iPhone, mm-hmm. and I was doing that for the um, for the Galaxy, uh, you know, S twenty two, S Ultra, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And like that was going great for a couple of years there, but this year the uh, the trade in deals on the Ultra were terrible, horrible. Oh I mean, my God. It, yeah. if you stayed away from a carrier, yeah. Oh, yeah. and you know, so like I went with T Mobile because. You know, I it, I think they were only offering like five hundred bucks off the Ultra, so that would have been like seven hundred dollars out of pocket, and I just I wasn't gonna do that. So what I ended, uh, ultimately ended up doing was I got the Ultra, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the trade in. But now I'm stuck with T-Mobile for another two years, which is fine. I wasn't planning on going there any going anywhere anyway. Mm-hmm. But this time next year, I have no idea what I'm gonna do because it, it, it's a, it's it's yeah, it's a very I, I, and then the weird thing about it is, that, I mean, we we kind of we 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 knew that this was kind of going to happen. We just didn't know when because there was no way that year over year the Samsung devices it wasn't are, sustainable. Yeah, it was just not sustainable. <laughs> Samsung was definitely being very generous to make people get into that habit of, well, yeah, I'll just trade in my phone next year. I'm not going to sell it to the bottom. I'm just going to trade it in, trade it in, trade it in, and then you realize that the money you paid on the S22 Ultra is ninety percent of that is gone. Five hundred dollars was right. the most you can get, and I was I was trading in a five hundred and twelve uh, gig S twenty two Ultra. Like, that at the time, oh, like it was an expensive phone. I'm like okay, but the problem about it is is they've they've adjusted to the market side so much that it was reality. It was really what it is. It's oh, yeah. Samsung dis- discounts their devices right off the bat, and by the time you come around about a year later, you yeah, I mean even the Z Fold four now you could probably find it for like nine hundred bucks. A phone that sells for like fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars. That you know, it, it's even less. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm a little bit concerned on how it's going to be if the Z Fold conversation stays the way it is, and then we don't get as much on that. I may not end up jumping into the Z Fold four or five. I may just basically stay with what I have and figure out a way to either rent it or somehow like uh, T-Mobile has another thing which I since you mentioned them, um, they have something yeah. called the Jump on Demand program, which is a leasing program that they have. Do they still have that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm a okay. member a member since uh, since it came out. The oh, cool. okay. the benefit of that sh- of that plan is essentially for anybody that hasn't it doesn't have T-Mobile is that you end up basically leasing a phone or you know a device for an extended amount of time, but it, they allow you to jump from one device to another up to four times a year. And but the, you have to you can't do it like every month. You have to wait a couple of months or so, make a couple of payments into it before you kind of jump on. So I've been using that yeah. a little bit with some of the devices um, on T-Mobile. Like typically, the inexpensive ones, uh, it'll be like zero down or whatever. And that's how I like, I'll get the A-series or um, like, I think that's how I got the A53 last year. Hopefully, maybe the A54. I think that's coming very soon. Um, and mm-hmm. then you can also do that on higher end devices. Uh, you lose a little bit of money, but then you don't end up paying as much in the total. And then you can jump off of it yeah. if you don't need it. So if, since you have T-Mobile. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and what's funny is, um, you know, we talked about the iPhone earlier. Um, So I, I don't know where you are on this issue. Okay. But I tried so hard, and I couldn't make eSIMs work. Like, just... Yeah. Trading between eSIMs on phones was such a freaking nightmare. Mm-hmm. I finally just gave up. I threw my hands up in the air. I went to my T-Mobile store and I said, I need two SIMs because this is just not working. Yeah. And 
Oh God, it was such a it was such a nightmare. But then I ran into the same problem that I have with my daughter is I need to have the active iPhone and like my daughter and I go to amusement parks together and we go out a lot together. So if I want to be able to, you know, track her to be perfectly honest, uh, you know, when she, I mean, there are times like we go to the amusement park, she's out of the car like and into the park before I've even gotten out of the car, like you know. So I need to, I really need to priorities, uh, make priorities, sure my friend. Your, her priorities are much different than yours when you're at an amusement park. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So like, I went to, um, you know, I got the, uh, I got the, the physical Sims mm-hmm. for, uh, for the Android phones that I'm going to be swapping for, but I still need an eSIM for the iPhone. Mm-hmm. So I just went ahead and got a Mint Sim, like a Mint Mobile Sim. Oh, T-Mobile Sim. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> right. Congratulations. Which is, which is hilarious T-Mobile. because I didn't, you know, I because Mint was it's you know fifteen bucks a month, and for as much as I'm going to use the phone, I don't need any more than like four gigs of data and whatnot. Um, so I just got that eSIM, and uh, um, and you know at the time Cliff was just like, well, why didn't you just get another line with? T-Mobile because I could have done that. It would have been like twenty bucks as opposed to fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like not a major thing. But I'm just like, you know, I, I I wanted to try out Mint and see how it worked. And then like literally a week later, T-Mobile. We hear this morning, uh, T-Mobile bought uh, uh, bought Mint, and I'm just like, and, and, and what that's the a, hell? That's also an interesting <laughs> story because Mint uses T-Mobile service. So what did yeah. T-Mobile buy? <laughs> that's what I want to know. They did just buy the name and the and the. Cons- I think they bought the Ryan Reynolds. Actually, uh, they pro- <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's what they bought. Deadpool um, brought to, be, to you to by Magenta, <laughs> right? It's just so it was just it was just like one of those like really funny, yeah. uh, funny you know coincidences. So now I've got a, a, a new T-Mobile sim, like you said, um, <laughs> well, no, in the I, iPhone. So for me, eSIMs, I fail. Okay, so I, I have a different approach to eSIM, primarily because domestically, and I say domestic because I. That's typically what I do. I love, and I don't right. think I can move away from having a physical card because that, as you said, the transfer of content from one phone to the other, the way our our lifestyle is, which is is no typical or no stereotypical one in any it way. It is not typical. Yeah, we yeah, are yeah. very much educated. We are absolutely yes. the exception, not the rule <laughs> in any conversation. Um, but it is the fact that, you know, yeah, I need to be able to switch my phone from one device to the other without having the need for the internet or without having the need to make sure that I'm connected and contacting my carrier. Or and, contact customer Yeah, and, and make sure that the new phone I'm jumping on is whitelisted on this carrier, which is the other issue that I always have. Um, you know, Oh, I didn't run into that yeah, one, but so, okay. Well, because, you know, like, I, I mean, an example would be like um, some Xiaomi devices the don't. Yeah, Honor phone or Xiaomi devices. They're not meant for the U.S., Carriers don't have them in there. You know, they don't necessarily have to uh, authorize them. Um, yeah. I was actually talking to somebody on Twitter that was having, they bought the 13, the Xiaomi 13 Pro and okay. they're on Mint. <laughs> Talk about how the story comes up. Okay, so they're on Mint and um, Mint will not authenticate or will not allow them to add the phone to the to their service. They uh, they oh, said that the phone up. is blocked or a locked. I think that's the, that's the way, the way the Mint technician said it. And... Um, and of course, you know, the guy was like, no, this isn't a locked phone. But if he puts an AT&T SIM and it jumps on AT&T and it works right away. And if he had a T-Mobile SIM, it will work right away. It was something right. to do with the way Mint manages their their accounts. And the same thing, Metro does the same thing, by the way. Because I had a problem with Metro a long time ago. They wouldn't let me add um, a, an unlocked device. It was an old Honor device that I gave uh, to my sister-in-law. And she mm. could not activate her account on it because they will not whitelist it. So long story, That's... I don't want to have to deal with those type of more conversations on the phone. I like to be able to just 
take my SIM card out of the Honor phone, put it into a yeah. OnePlus, back back into the Honor, whatever I want to do. And yeah, that I think is going to be my driving force for why I don't like the eSIMs in the US. And the reason why I say oh, this yeah. in uh, the US, because if I flip that story at traveling overseas, going internationally like MWC and so on and needing international access, T-Mobile is not necessarily the best, um, you know, they, they don't offer the best packages. I like They do offer mm. something now they didn't used to in the past, but um, it's like consistent, like 50 bucks. And then you're getting uh, like, I think I forgot what it was, like 200 megabytes or something like that. It's not a lot of data for the price that they charge. Yeah. But what I like about eSIMs internationally, especially if your phone supports it, is you can use your own SIM card, your international content. Like, you know, I can send or receive text messages from my personal SIM card. I can um, I can receive calls if I need it, but typically it's going to be just text messages. And then you can up, uh, activate an eSIM for data when you're traveling. And then when you come back home, yeah. dump the eSIM and keep your regular surface running. So you run it as a dual SIM as opposed to a single SIM only eSIM. And that yeah. for me was functional. Traveling in eSIM for me was very nice. Um, I also learned that some devices like the Xiaomi 13 Pro, unfortunately, does not support eSIM. And I was a little bit bummed about that part. Um, it doesn't support it at all? No, no eSIMs at all. Like it was really, really like I think the, wow. uh, I, I was kind of surprised because I was like, okay, it's an international phone. Why no eSIM? Honor does have yeah. it. Um, I don't, Oppo devices have it. OnePlus devices have it. Samsung obviously will have it. Uh, it was just surprising mm-hmm. to me because when I was in MWC, I was like, I was trying to activate the uh, the uh, Xiaomi one. And before I left, it wasn't working. So I made sure to put in my it's T-Mobile uh, SIM card in that. And it was slow internet, but it was working. So for me, at least I was still okay. able to use it. And I really like the 13 like, Pro, yeah. I like the idea of eSIMs. Like, mm-hmm. I like the idea of if you're traveling internationally. And granted, I'm not 100% positive how this works. But I know this is how it works on the iPhone with Mint was I just downloaded the Mint app. Mm-hmm. And I said, I need a SIM card. They said, boop, here you go. Yeah. That's your eSIM. And it was like it was just a matter of like downloading an app, getting mm-hmm. it installed, and you know, just getting the eSIM installed. And it was a very uh painless process. It which is, is it, great. Abs- absolutely. And it's the same way internationally. I, I was using um Aralo uh, as their international eSIM one. Um and okay. I did a sponsored video with them about a few few, few months back and I got introduced to their service and since then, I've been using them so so frequently. It's like it's such an easy thing. You want to? Yeah. You're, you're landing in Germany, and you need uh, you know two or three gigs for fifteen bucks. You you got a you know three gigs of data, mm-hmm. you know, high speed on the local carriers, and you get data only. It's not a local SIM card to make phone calls. So your your own contact right. stays the same, but your data is going to go flow through that. And our phones are very nice. They, they, they once you put in an eSIM, it says, "Do you want to activate this as data only and keep?" you know, like SIM 1 is still the yeah, primary yeah. SIM and you configure it correctly. Um, I did it even, oh, and Pixel supports it. I did it on my Pixel 7 Pro. So I just, I got nice. high-speed data when I was in uh, when I was traveling around. And then as soon as I got back home, uninstalled the eSIM and my T-Mobile uh, SIM card uh, jumped back up. And you're in your back in business. I yeah. love it. I love it. Well, I'll tell you what, TK. I mean, this has just flown by. I can't even believe that we're uh, actually over 45 minutes into here. So, um, yeah, I, I, we could talk about this forever. Oh, absolutely. Um, but um, I, what I've been doing is I've been ending all of these um, um, these uh, Beyond a Doubt episodes with a series of lightning round questions. And um, okay. I did offer you the option to see the questions ahead of time, which you opted to do because yeah. you are a smart man. Uh, so <laughs> I'll see how well uh, we I can go uh, ahead. Yeah, I'm prepared. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so we can go ahead and uh, and, and dive into these and we can uh, wrap things up because uh, 
I mean, it's it's not so late for you, but it's almost ten o'clock here, and I've still got laundry to do. No, no. So um, let's go ahead and dive right in. Um, the first question is: Are you a roamer, or do you have one set location for work? One set location. Work from my office, studio, where I am. And I'm looking behind you. You have a very impressive monitor setup. There. I like it. <laughs> yeah, uh, G7 and a G9 Samsung. Uh, as soon as I can get my computer back up and running, it they will be humming. I usually would have had them. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my uh, oh, so normally you have like an interface thing going on behind you with like uh, different screens. Uh, and... uh, Dragon Ball all across on the bottom one, and then I have. Uh, you remember Remix OS, the old Remix, the little P- uh, Android. Oh. Uh, <laughs> they were around for a while. Yeah. They, they went up. Uh, they, yeah, yeah. they went down, unfortunately. So I used both of them. I set them up right uh, as a, a little backdrop for most of my videos. Uh, but then typically, like Neat. whenever we're doing things like that, but you know, this ends up becoming my editing rig. So my timeline and my sorry, my timeline on the bottom my previews on top or if i'm playing call of duty it's call of duty on the bottom and then my my stream is running at the top from watching content so great for multitasking it's just that my pc took a took a dive before all this travel in february oh, so i am in i am in the market of getting a new one because it costs too much money to try to fix an old pc and, and yeah piecemealing it is not going to work so i need to fix it. i need Indeed. to get it replaced but yeah Indeed. Uh, all right. What is the last song or artist that you listened to while you were working? Oh. Could be a podcast too if you <laughs> if you go that route. Um, so I so okay. So honest, it, it's a weird song. Okay, so it's oh my god, I don't want to come back. Like, I had it in there, and I just downloaded it because of uh, because of TikTok because that's usually how it is. Um, mm. It's the "Tell Me Why" the the remix by uh, Supermode. So it's the 2023 remix of "Tell Me Why." Hmm. Okay. Not familiar with that one. I'll have to look that up. It's a. Uh, it's uh, a classic. We you know the song, but it's remixed. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that's the "Taint Nothing But a, That That One." No, uh, they tell me why. Oh, <laughs> if you want to, I don't know. Can we play music on your server? Yeah, hit it. Well, actually, yeah, maybe not. But <laughs> is it like in sync or Backstreet Boys? Backstreet Boys is it like a remix of that, or is it a different song called "Tell Me Why"? Oh. Huh. Okay. It's a. All right. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a TikTok yeah, I gotcha. thing. Yeah. For I gotcha. me, I, I when I catch some of these cool songs, I like to listen to them, and this one turned out to be there nice. You go. Yeah. All right. So, uh, what's one word that a PR person can put into an email subject that gets an insta delete? That's. Um, unfortunately, it's not one word. It was uh, long. Well, I guess it's one word. Long term. Long term. Long term. Really? Short for the long term relationship they want to have with me. Without knowing who I am. Really? Okay. I, that's that's a new one. I haven't heard that one before. Yeah. Okay. All right. A lot of times, because you get all those emails, right? I mean, they'll like send them like, we watched your content, we were fans, blah, 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 all that good stuff. And then you realize oh, yeah, yeah. it's a template and they're just plugging in. And the word long term to me on something that you haven't even talked to me yet, how do you? Yeah. So to me, how do you a, know if you want to be long term? Yeah. Or, or how do you know if we want to get married if we haven't even had dinner together? I got gotcha. you. It's like, hi, will you marry me? I'm like, okay. Right. Which, uh, you know, that didn't work out for me last time. Uh, what's one thing that you wish all PR people knew about you or your content? Um, that I'm passionate about what I do. I, I, I don't, my work isn't a, a single push button kind of a thing. I, you know, the content that you see, okay. the tips that I put out, it's out of to using the actual product and living with it. 
Um, and it's not, you know, can I give you this and you give me a video in five, five days and, you know, we want to edit everything. You, ne- you need to let the flow work and that I, mm. that I need, you know, my process needs time. So as long as you're comfortable with that, we're good. Legit. All right. Um, how long do you take to write a proper review? And I'm talking about from the time you open the box to the time you push publish. For a full review, at least two weeks. Um, okay. And, and I'll say that a lot of that also kind of starts even before the box. Um, when I know something is coming, I start doing some research and finding out exactly what it is, what, what the concept of what this device is going to be. But it takes usually about two weeks for me, sometimes longer on, on devices that are like an example would be the S23 Ultra. Um, I'm going to be pushing that video hopefully in the next couple of days or so. And that took me okay. about a month and a half. I, a device like an Ultra needs to be lived in a little bit more than the out-of-the-box, first release, first drop kind of a thing. Because, you know, that's all pre-release software. I, I need a little bit more. I need to learn all those kinks and, and the pains of learning how to use this device. So, yeah, generally sure. two weeks. Sure. You know, I, I we just did our S23 Ultra review on this channel. And I, I still, like, even though I've been using the phone for, you know, probably three weeks at the time, I still didn't really feel ready for it. Yeah. But, and I think like the biggest problem with me, tangent, by the way, tangent mm-hmm. warning, I think the biggest problem for me was figuring out like, what's the story to tell here that wasn't already told by the 20, S22 Ultra and the S21 Ultra yep. and the Note 20 to a certain extent, like the Note 20 Ultra. It's like, I, I had to try to figure out like, what's the, what's the story here? And I think it came back to the, uh, the 200 megapixel camera, which did some good stuff. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, it, it does some heavy lifting for that camera setup. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It, it, it's, anyway, it's, a, it's so. an interesting, it's a, like I said, it, it, um, we'll see it in the video, but yeah, typically it's, it, some devices need a little bit more time and I've had mine, um, about a week before launch, <laughs> uh, sorry, before people start getting their devices on the 19th, I think that's how long I've had it. So it's turning into about yeah. a month for me. So I felt like this is about a good time and I've traveled with it a couple of times. So I, I have the experience of using it internationally as well. Nice. Yeah. I put up a poll uh, the other day saying, uh, you know, asking which phone I should switch to because I could move out of the Honor VS because I had filed my review. Yeah. And, um, and you know, my the choices were uh, Z4 Flip because I was kind of had the foldable bug. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, the Pixel 7 Pro mm-hmm. and the S22 Ultra. And then finally the, um, what was the last one? I don't remember. I think it was Other or something like that. And... Um, um, uh, yeah, I, I, as I was posting the poll, I'm like, you know, of those four phones, the ultra is the one that I actually bought. Yeah. <laughs> so like, maybe I should actually use that one, you know, just, uh, so when it came up to a tie between the ultra and the, and the pixel seven, I, I went with the ultra because that's the one that I, you know, actually paid money for. So. Yeah. No. And, and I think um, it depends on how you, what, what you also need kind of, it depends on the product that you're looking for. I feel like both are, are solid devices. I think it just, it's a neat and yeah. a personal choice. So yeah, either way, I think you had a good, good, good conversation going. It was a, it was a good problem to have. Yeah, really. Um, <laughs> exactly. But uh, okay. So, has there ever been a product that you have received and tested that was ultimately so bad you decided not to review it? And without naming names, if possible, what was it? Um, yeah, it's surprising. So there was one time uh, I've done a lot of con- content on Kickstarter Indiegogo campaigns. So those typically are mm. very. Luck of the draw. I'll, Mayday. I'll say. Yeah. Like um, <laughs> sometimes it, it sometimes it's actually in a really good shape, and sometimes it's just really not working. 
Um, and uh. um, the company reached out to me and they gave me actually enough time, which is why I kind of felt bad at the time. Um, it was an entire system. It was a, uh, it was um, it, like a miniaturized version of an Oculus kind of, they were trying to use it basically where it was a oh, visor okay. type of the glasses that you put on. And it was basically a 4k pan, a 4k display. You're able to connect it to your PC and they even uh, lock, you know, locked, um, had an interface to the HTC five c- controllers and even the uh, set up all of that good mm. stuff. And Neat. for the life of me, it would just not work. It, the system just not, it, 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 they worked at glasses that you could plug it into your, your computer. You could use them. Um, but the, their approach to VR was just not working. The system wouldn't recognize them. Mm. Uh, Steam wouldn't recognize them as a tool. And then to top it off, they were not syncing up with the HTC Vive. Their software team was very delayed. And it ended up basically being entirely scrapped. And I packed everything and sent it back. So um, mm. the company itself, I don't think ever, the product never made it. Uh, but I think for me at the time, I felt bad. And, but I would not make a video on something, even if it was... You know, regardless of how much they valued it at, I, it, if it's not a right product, I'm not going to review it. So I try to make well, sure at least whatever I'm putting on camera is something I truly did experience. And that's what I'm trying to portray. And, and, and you know, I, I've done that, too. And like at the at the time, I always almost kind of felt like I was doing them a favor. Yeah. Like, look, if you if you make me do a review on this, it is going to be 100% like a 2,000 words of me dunking on you. Yeah. Okay? So, I mean, like, if you really want me to put that out there, I will. But um, I, had, I had one product that, like, the company made some very poor choices. <laughs> and when I pointed out these choices, they actually said, well, you know what? Let's get on the phone. Let's talk it over. And, uh, you know, let's, let's, you know, see if we can figure out, you know, a way to fix it. And so I did, I got on the phone with them and they spent half an hour just justifying these terrible choices to me. And I'm just like, do you just want me to send this back to you? Cause I'm not going to review. This. Yeah. And I think that's how <laughs> and, it ended yeah, for it, me as well. I told them, I said, look, yeah. I, I don't feel right. This isn't that going to work out. And I do apologize. If we, and I, I said, thank you for trying to work with me on trying to get this, make this work, but it's just not yeah. going to work. And if it's this yeah. complicated at this stage of the process, I told him, I said, this is not going to work. No consumer is going to want to go through that much headache. We're not in the days mm-hmm. of, you know, let me jerry-rig my entire own, you know, VR setup. Where are the days where people like to plug things in and it just, just works? That's and the approach. Just goes. Yeah, that's yep. what you need. And your system is yep. the opposite of that. So, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, but I've had good luck with other ones. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's uh, um, all by all means. Uh, let's go ahead and move on. Do you prefer producing written content, audio content, or video content, and and why? I don't know if do you do a lot of written content. I know, X- like, so during my XDA years, I've done I've done a few written content. You did, there. sure. Um, on my on my channel, or at least right now, I wouldn't call them editorials. It's more kind of like summarization of my video, and that's usually what goes on TK Tech Bay. The website. Okay. So the website is okay. more like a landing page, or I would say, not necessarily. Yeah, a yeah, mine too. <laughs> um, and then audio, so. um, basically, the you know the best of our week for me is the content that we do the best as far as uh, audio long form. Uh, preference between the three, I still prefer video. For me, that's for me is like the the the, the medium. I I kind of like my I took I learned so much and I developed so much of it, and then and I put yeah. so much into it. So for me. Uh, yeah, I think video would always be the best, uh, be it either, you know, long form or even just basically, you know, like short form, like TikTok and Instagram reels and stuff like that. 
legit legit uh how do you deal with writer's block and uh, you know in writers by, by writer's block i should say like that can be anything from i don't know what to write i don't know what to write this script about or even like i don't know what video to make this week like how do you deal with that oh my god i just got through that uh that entire phase um oh honestly okay, good let's let's talk about um, it, it was, <laughs> so i Honestly, it's kind of like one of those weird things where every once in a while you, you hit a, I like to call them burnouts, but essentially it's like a time where you've just done so much that your brain just kind of like, I'm not doing it today. Like you sit, you turn on the camera and you're like, blah. And at that, when I see that, um, I try to take about a couple of days off where I just shut off everything. I don't, I don't do any videos. I don't try to contact. I don't try to even think about the video. I try to disconnect and let the brain kind of reset. Um, Take a little vacation. So run screaming is what I'm hearing. Typically, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. Um, or or even even just you know close the because for me I have the ability of basically getting when I get out of the studio I don't have to actually necessarily work in here I can work in the living room on my laptop and so on so I get yeah. out of the studio this environment just to kind of let things settle <clears> in. <throat> January was hard okay. for me. Um, CES was good. I had a lot of good stuff there. I came back. I did a couple podcasts, but I was having the hardest time sitting in front of the camera and doing a video. Like I would turn it on and I was like, yeah, this is not happening. I shut it off and I leave. And it took about a week or so, about a week, maybe almost two weeks of not creating any content um, for me to kind of reset. So that de it depends on how bad the situation is. But typically a weekend of not doing anything tech related usually fixes it. But if it's pretty bad, it could take up a couple of weeks. Okay. And I mean, one of the benefits of having that day job is you don't necessarily need to rely on this for income. But, yeah. you know, I know I was talking to... Um, <laughs> You know, I've I've gotten a little bit into the TikTok thing recently. Like I've been trying to produce. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm still not gonna, trying. Yeah, I'm still trying. It doesn't work. I'm not going to pretend that I'm doing anything on a normal, regular basis. But you know, I'm trying to uh, post things to yeah, TikTok. No, same. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, but I was talking to um, I was talking to a guy at Slash Gear about it, and I'm just like, you know. I'm really glad that this is not my job because like, it's fun to make these videos, but mm -hmm. I don't want to have to make a video like every day. I think that would drive me insane. It, it's a very, it's a very different medium. And, and, and it's hard for me to explain. Yeah. Like I have certain types of things that I will put into a TikTok or a reel. I don't try to do a review out of, a, uh, out of that. And I try to make it more, uh, well, like a little bit more BTS-esque of work uh, yeah. as opposed to the actual. Yeah, yeah. So like I'll do the unboxing on TikTok and I'll, I'll do it on Instagram. But uh, example, when we were at MWC and, and covering all of the things, there's a lot of little hot takes that you get from different stands, but you're not reviewing anything. You're just showcasing mm -hmm. it. So for me, that felt that that fits that uh, that um, that that medium quite well. And um, the fact that YouTube is starting to let us actually monetize, that was helpful as well because Typically, I didn't yeah. used to post them to YouTube. I would just post them on my other socials. So for me, this and that's kind of yeah the short the short function. So, um, it's it's a lot of work. Um, the only saving grace about it is that I can do the entire thing on my phone. And if I could do it on my phone, yeah, that is then, so nice. Then yeah, absolutely. So for me, um, like CES this year, MWC this year, last year CES and MWC, a lot of like ninety five percent of my live on the show floor thing was all reels and TikToks. And as well as, uh, cool. yeah, and then shorts. Because that's the rest, that's the easiest way. It's easy, it's digestible, and it's a format that people are comfortable with. So why not yep. use the, the simplest, much. easiest thing? Yeah. yeah. 
In retrospect, I wish I had made more TikToks about the stuff that I saw at CES, but that's all right. I'll 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 know it for next time. Yeah. Uh, influencers, here to stay or a bubble waiting to burst? Um, a little bit of, not, I wouldn't say necessarily a bubble waiting to burst. I feel like, I think there's going to be an, an evolutionary morphing experience that's going to go <clears> through. I think we're going to evolve into something a little bit different. Uh, to a certain okay. point, you know, I, I, I like to refer to myself not necessarily as an influencer, more so as a content creator. I'm putting content out. I'm creating a tech tech related content online. And yeah. for me, it's the intention of it is to be a reference point for people or even a point of satisfaction because, you know, some people like to watch videos about the things they just bought just to feel better about themselves. And some people that are actually researching about what they want to buy. And for those right. two, I feel like that's what I try to put out. Influencers to a certain point, I, I look at as um, that's going to be an evolving, I guess, medium. We can only accept so much of something at, to a certain point, and then we're all going to change. I mean, Vine wasn't, you know, it was the most amazing thing ever, and then it kind of crashed, and then something else came in instead of it. So as, ta- as we yeah. see that in the tech industry, I feel like even in the, in the influencer medium, uh, be it on social media, be it on you know on YouTube, or even being on you know in person, like you know uh, actual creators on, on people that are, the people that are on Amazon, I think we're going to evolve. Yeah, uh, the content maybe end up going shorter and more concise, um, and hopefully we'll have better medium, maybe more you know VR, AR type of content that we can also uh, interact with people through, uh, you know, with like glasses and so on, and, and more VR type stuff. So, I think we're going to evolve. Nice. I don't think we're going away. I, th- I think that that part okay. is not going anywhere. All right. Uh, who's the first reviewer that you read slash listen to slash watch slash go to when reviews drop and you don't have to say me? It's okay. <laughs> well, after that, no, it's good. Uh, uh, so typically what will happen, and I'll be very honest with, uh, is typically I'll go for, for basically go and see what Juan does. Uh, if he's not, okay. if he and I are not typically covering something, like it's a weird thing. Like we're both dropping a video, similar products. But I like to see mm-hmm. what his point of view was because we don't talk yeah. the development part. We we may share notes, but we don't share the conversation. Um, if yeah. uh, if one's not covering it, uh, it's, it's kind of a weird thing. But I like watching uh, Mr. Fisher. I love uh, you know if he has a video that's coming up about it, I love just listening to the guy. <laughs> I've told this to him; he can read a back of a freaking box of cereal for me, and I will listen to it. Uh, so he's a jewel, isn't he? He is an absolute. <laughs> Yeah, he's an amazing gentleman, and I, I'm a very big fan of his. Uh, he's always great down to earth. Um, and, of course, uh, there, there's also David Kogan, which is also one of my best friends. So he's, he's really good yeah. as well. So I like I like that style, if you think about it in that sense. And But Juan's usually like the number one. He and I, we're always talking. We're always hanging out. So it's, Yeah, I, he's I, your boo. That's cool. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, it, it's yeah. like the first, first thing I think about, like if I want to pick somebody's brain, it's like, hey, Juan, what are you doing about this? Yeah. Right. And then right. we find out that we both right. have the same devices. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so final question. If you weren't working in this field, what would you be doing for a living? Traveling. Aside from your bomb-ass <laughs> day job. Uh, aside from which we're not going to talk about. Um, but I'll say it'll be something in travel, something relating to travel. I Okay. I love travel. I, I've loved it ever since I was a kid. My I blame my mom for that. She mm-hmm. she used to we used to travel from Lebanon to Paris to London, and at an early mm. state, I loved being in an airplane. Like I would, oh, okay. when I was a kid, like when I you know we were traveling, I would wake up like four hours before everybody else, so excited to be on a plane. So for me, nice. yeah, travel. I love travel, um, and and I I love the fact that I get to do that part of the YouTube site. That was actually a very nice perk because at the beginning I didn't travel I like- at all. 
Yeah, I like traveling too. And I think the main thing I like about traveling is when you travel, everything goes out the window. Like everything, all the things that you know are gone. Mm -hmm. Like you just have to completely adapt to your new environment. And I think I kind of like that. Like, because, you know, things at home, you know, they can get very repetitive, very boring, but mm -hmm. like, I know they're, they're, they're safe. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. But like when you, when you travel to like a new city or, you know, something like that, like everything that you think, you know, your routines, they're all just gone and you just have to adapt. And like that terrifies some people, to, to but like point. I'm, yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm here for it. Like, yeah, let's, let's do this. How, do we, how are we making um, this work but, now? And, and to me, it's also about exploring <laughs> new areas and new places um, yeah. lucky enough, our, our job kind of gets us to visit places multiple times, but also like, uh, I've been to Barcelona before many, many times, uh, but I've never been to Malaga, which I've gotten, I've had the opportunity to visit as part of, uh, nice. like the last trip that we did, uh, going to, the, been to London so many times, but I've never been to the O2 stadium, which was also kind of nice. So like you, you discover oh. things differently and, um, London was nice because it's also been like since pre pandemic before, since the last time I was back in London. So that was nice. Uh, going finding... saying, you did go to London for uh, Apo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The... Yeah, because that was a trip that we haven't even talked about. <laughs> like he, we talked <laughs> about all these the other different ones, but one yeah, the you other were ones. London too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That yeah. was a, that was a nice couple of days there. That was uh, it was good. Man, it was I sunny. Do not envy your sleep schedule for the last thirty days, dude. I I'm barely getting over the jet lag. Like I finally slept the last two nights. I was able to sleep through the night where I would not wake up at two a.m. in the morning, up and bright. I'm like, yes, I'm ready to go, but this is the wrong time zone. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm recouping. Fine. Well, I don't know about you, but I sleep every night. I sleep like a baby, which is to say, I wake up in tears and crap myself. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right. So with that, we could go ahead and uh, wrap things up. And we already kind of talked about this a little bit, but for those uh, for those latecomers, I just want you to go ahead and uh, you know tell everybody where they can find you on the internets, and then we can go ahead and uh, wrap this baby uh, to bed. Um, easiest way to find me is just look for TK Bay, either be it YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you'll find me. It's not that hard. And I always like to say is like, make sure to let the beard guide you because that's the easiest way to find me. Uh, but mm. yeah, uh, and if you want to... Badass logo, by the way. I haven't mentioned that yet, <laughs> yeah. but I love that logo. I, I'm not keeping the beard as long as it was before, but yeah, uh, it that was, a, that was a fluke. I grew the beard out of just to see how it would look and then it, it became a thing that stuck. You know, seven years later, it's not there. It's not gone. People are like, is that you in those old videos? I'm like, yeah, that was me pre-beard. Sorry. <laughs> disregard, yeah. disregard the gentleman but, before then. But yeah. All right. So TK Bay and all the things. Yeah. So that Easiest way is, to find. Uh, that's cool. Okay. Well, uh, with that, I am going to go ahead and wrap things up because that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. <clears throat> Sorry, please consider subscribing to this podcast if you enjoyed it. And if you really enjoyed it, I would love it if you would write a review for the show. And if you're watching this on YouTube, click that subscribe button, smash that bell, and be sure to subscribe to TK Bay as well because he is all of the awesomes. If you want some early access, jump onto Patreon at patreon.com slash benefit of the doubt. I'd like to thank co-producer Cliff and co-host Cliff for all of his hard work behind the scenes. But most of all, and as always, I'd like to thank you for listening and for watching. And for giving us the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> <laughs>